This is After the Bell Rings, a podcast brought to you by the Triad School District in Troy, Illinois. In this series, you'll hear about what your kids are learning, how they're learning, and ideas to strengthen the school-home partnership. Here's Amy Van Hoos. Hi, and welcome to episode 24 of After the Bell Rings. I'm Amy Van Hoos, and I am here today with Mrs. Peyton Freshie, a kindergarten teacher from Silver Creek. Hello, Peyton. Hello, Amy. How are you? Wonderful. Glad to have you back. This is Peyton's second appearance on After the Bell Rings, so she is an absolute pro. Yes. (laughs) So today, Peyton and I are going to talk a little bit about getting ready for kindergarten and fine motor skills that are so important for our youngest students. Now, everything we say here today is great for kindergarten, but it's also great for first graders who haven't quite developed all of their skills. And it's great for kids who are younger than kindergarten. So if you are listening today and you have kids who are, I mean, even infants, we're going to have some suggestions for what you can do now so that when your kids do get to kindergarten, they are ready. So Peyton, can you start by maybe just telling us a little bit about what fine motor is and what it means exactly? Yeah, for sure. Fine motor skills are just the um, tasks or the items that you do when you're using those smaller muscles. So the muscles in your fingers, your hands, your wrists. Um, So skills that would use these just broadly talking about, you know, handwriting, lacing, buttoning up your pants, zipping up your coat. Um, so any muscles involved in those kind of things are your fine motor muscles, and they're used for fine motor skills. And as adults, we kind of forget about those because, I mean, they become so second nature right. eventually. Yes. But when you have kids, you realize how difficult those things are again. I mean, I mean, as moms right. trying to wait for your child to tie a shoe or, or zip up pants or coats. I mean, it's agonizing. We yes. know it's agonizing. <laughs> Especially when you have 20-some of them who haven't quite built those skills yet. It's even more agonizing for I, that's the true. teachers. Yeah. So <laughs> we're really teachers. pushing, you know, really hoping that kids can come in and we're getting those fine motor skills going um, just to build more sooner. It'll be great whenever, you know, all this knowledge is out there and parents are more aware of how to build these skills at home. It'll be, they'll see more success for sure. Right. And as, I mean, as we we're saying, watching kids learn to build their fine motor skills can be kind of frustrating it's still important to let them do it, right? I mean, yes. I mean, yeah. trial and error. They, you know, they want to learn by all the wrong ways to do it, and then they can find that one way that works for them. Um, in kindergarten, especially after Christmas, I really, really want the kids to learn to tie their shoes. You know, we're starting to prepare them now more for first grade, and so we have tie your shoes Tuesday. And on Tuesdays, you know, at first I was like try this one way, you know, where you make the one bunny ear and you go around and you put it through. And then I was like, wait, but they can do the two bunny ears. And then um, an aide showed me a video that she found on YouTube of a way I'd never seen to tie your shoes that you don't even have to make the loops really. And then a kid even showed me another way that they showed. So, you know, there's many different ways to do these things. We want them to learn by trial and error to find the way that works best for them. So really, tying your shoe is yeah. a fine motor skill. And so Peyton, will you share those with me so we can add them to the website? Yeah. So some fine motor skills that we um, especially work on in kindergarten, um, but seems so basic, just writing, writing their name, writing letters, writing numbers, um, going back a little bit, holding a pencil correctly, coloring, cutting. Um, you don't realize how hard it is to cut when you have those little hands, you know, just opening and closing. Um, other skills in 
school that we work on um, using a mouse to click around on a computer. So um, even stacking blocks takes your fine motor skills, you know, being able to pinch and set using just your hand to put one block on top of another. So those are just some that we um, see every day in school. Okay, so we've heard a little bit about what kids are going to do in kindergarten and what they'll need to be able to do in kindergarten right. to uh, to really be successful for with sure. uh, their fine motor skills. How can parents help prepare for that? I mean, how, what can they do at home before they get to kindergarten? Right. So, I mean, even just starting at, you know, birth, just working on that tummy time, it kids, you know, naturally start to try and push themselves up to cross. So that's building their wrist and their hand muscles. So, I mean, you could start obviously that young without even knowing you're doing it. But as they, you know, start to grow and start to develop, simple things like finger painting and helping set the table, put dishes away. You know, they're grabbing those items and putting them up, getting dressed, pulling their shirt down over their head, putting their socks on, um, board games, just playing games, you know, moving the moving the little pieces around the board and rolling a die, um, puzzles. I even, whenever, um, before I could use chopsticks without them, you can go to restaurants <laughs> and that have chopsticks and they um, sometimes will have those chopstick helpers and they would kind of like buckle into the chopsticks and just opening and closing. That's a huge skill that builds up the strength in your hand. Um, something you could do even out at dinner, you know, oh, working man, on. I don't, I, I don't know if I <laughs> can if even do chopsticks yet. So. <laughs> I mean, maybe with a chopstick helper, I could, right. I could, I could do this, but it's I'm not hard. sure I can actually even do chopsticks. So sometimes I still cheat and ditch them and use my fingers. <laughs> I know how you feel. <laughs> um, other things you could do at home, you know, just helping having a child help you pour juice into a cup, or you know, velcroing their shoes. And you don't even have to start with tying your shoes. Putting the lid on, you know, maybe the yogurt or the milk. These are all just things that you can do without, you know, saying, okay, now we're going to work on our fine motor skills. <laughs> it's something you do every day, but it helps to build that stamina and that strength up in those muscles. Great. And so something we haven't mentioned a lot too, um, pencils and crayons and markers. Yeah. How important is it in the beginning that they're using those correctly? I mean, what do you guys recommend for at-home use before they're really comfortable with yeah, them? Yeah, for sure. Um, I know for some kids it's hard to even pick a hand to write with. So, you know, let your let your child uh, adventure around. See if they like their right hand or their left hand more or if they kind of switch. I mean, even um, I know my brother was a person who would write with one hand, but in baseball, they would bat with another, you know, it's just different, uh, feeling comfortable with different sides, but especially, um, when they start to get to kindergarten, establish a dominant hand, I would especially say that's very important when they get to school so we can start with where they're comfortable and build from there. Holding a pencil correctly will come with time and building up strength, but we definitely would like to see that, um, pincer grasp where they're using their, um, thumb and their first finger to pinch it's resting on their third and then they're tucking their ring finger and their pinky finger into their hand and they just kind of glide along. Um, that is something that we hope to build in school. Um, but you know, you can get pencil grips to help that. We will put those on sometimes um, just to build that strength up again and that muscle memory on how to grip a pencil correctly. Um, start with a fatter object, more like a marker or um, like one of the scented markers, those are fat, so it helps, you know, start to, and then work down to a smaller size, you know, then a crayon, then a pencil. I feel like working um, in size succession would be better for them. And, and so you kind of explained that tripod grip a yeah. little bit. Um, so parents, really, that's just a normal pencil grip. Right. I will admit that I am one of those 
bad people who don't use an, a proper tripod grip. And every single kinder, kindergarten teacher points that out to me when I write. <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and put on the website uh, what that tripod grip looks like and yeah. a video showing how um, a child can start to learn how to grab a marker yes. or a pencil correctly. So that if you're like me, and you don't do it correctly, <laughs> you can at least teach your kid what the teachers will be teaching them at school, too. Right. Um, we don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> right. Well, and like, we don't get, you know, too picky, you know, if that third finger is down a little bit below the, the point. We just want to make sure they're not using a fist to hold their pencil or a marker, or they're not taking their um, ring finger, middle finger, and first finger and stretching it across the pencil. That's just, you know, not as natural. We'd like to correct that just to help them guide their pencil a little better with more um, precision. Okay, so what I'm hearing are some things that we can do at home, including practicing with markers and yeah. pencils and pens. Uh, also helping, I love the one where you're helping put the lids back on yeah. things. That's so natural. I mean, right. helping in the kitchen to begin with, putting silverware away in the it's right place. It's something they're excited yeah. to do at a young age, too. So it's not, you know, get them excited to do chores early and they don't right. even know they're building skills. <laughs> yeah, way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the help, Pam. Right, no problem. <laughs> um, now... Let's say your child starts kindergarten and they haven't mastered all of the fine motor skills that they need to. What would a parent expect what they would see in the classroom once once they start? Right. So we don't expect them to come in with mastery. Um, you know, we would just like them to have a little bit of knowledge and so we can help fine tune it again and build from there. If your child was needing a little extra help, you know, just building those skills, I Sometimes we'll send home just a little extra handwriting practice, you know, and they can trace more. Sometimes if their letters or their numbers are, they're writing them naturally much bigger, um, you could even, you know, the teacher doesn't even have to, just put a little box. Give them a, a boundary and where they can put that letter within, and that will help build their skills so they, you know, they have a more precise idea of where we need that letter or that number to be and the size of it. Um, we might send home a pencil grip even just to put on their pencil. I know I'll do that for, I'll say, put this on their pencil that they do their homework with, you know, just work on that pencil grip at home, you know, and I would just even say color at home, you know, just give them, they don't even know that they're working on it again. Just say, would you want to sit down and color and just watch how they hold that crayon and show them the boundaries, the lines. These are all just things that we do at school that you can do at home as well. So I know sometimes as parents, we rely on technology to entertain our kids, especially at like a restaurant or something. But if you pack that little bag that has markers or even stickers, something fun like that, if you can get your kids to do that for the first 10 minutes instead of playing on mom's phone or their Kindle or iPad, those are all things that count. And yeah. they, all, they all help. Stickers are huge. I mean, so they're so fun to kids and they're so exciting. So, you know, if you're at home or at the dollar store, you know, grab some stickers or and give them a piece of paper and just say, do you want to fill this page with stickers? You know, that, that peeling and the grabbing and the putting down, you know, that's all building it and it's fun for them. And, you know, it doesn't take a lot of room in a bag to carry along either. Right. So these are all great things for kindergarten and pre-K. And if, if you're part of our pre-K program, these are all things that are being worked on in our uh, classrooms here. If you have kids who are younger than pre-K, Triad also has a birth to three program that I highly encourage you to check out. Go to our website, tcusd2.org, and you can find information about our birth to three program, which 
parents come in with their child and you get helpful information and tips to really make the most of your time with them while they're they're very young and help them get prepared to go to school. I uh, will put information about that and links about that on our website too. So you can check out anything that Peyton and I have talked about at afterthebellrings.org. We'll have some links for you there about handwriting and tripod grips and tying shoes and just some basic ideas that you can do at home along with the notes from today's conversation. For sure. Uh, Peyton, is there anything else that you want to add before we go? I don't think so. I think today was just, you know, making parents more aware of what fine motor skills are and just easy ways to give their child the confidence when they start school um, to write their name and make school more fun. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming out again this time. We always Absolutely. love our little kindergarten nuggets of information getting ready <laughs> to go. Um, remember that you can follow us on Facebook or Twitter, or you can download our podcast anywhere podcasts are found. And I thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to you next time. You've been listening to After the Bell Rings. Our mission is to strengthen the school-home partnership. For show notes, to contact us, and for more information, visit afterthebellrings.org.